Welcome to the Embodied Business Revolution podcast with myself, Polly Lavarello, created for entrepreneurs and online business owners who know that business gets to be different from what we've been told. Join me and my entrepreneurial guests for insights into how they've created wild success while dropping the hustle and honoring their well-being. Because I believe that success is more than a financial destination. It's how we get to feel every day. Hello, lovely listener. Today, I want to talk to you about scaling your business. And the reason why I feel particularly cool to talk about that today is because I just checked my books and very excited to finally say I'm no longer just on track to having doubled my business this last tax year. I actually have doubled my business. I have very intentionally taken some time to really reflect on this um, because I appreciate that it, it's no small no small feat, right? To have um, doubled my business and to provide some context because I'm all about transparency here. And of course, doubling like a million pound business or a 10,000 pound business requires a different kind of skill set, right? Um, and perhaps when it comes to embodiment, perhaps not. And those are themes I'm going to be talking to today, but to provide some real life, genuine context as to what my journey was. My first year in online business when I was a contractor I didn't make enough money to even pay any tax and paid a negligible sum of national insurance. Uh, and that is when I was being boosted by universal credit. And I don't really count that my first year as being an online business because I just moved back to the UK and they really were negligible hours around looking after my children. And actually the year that I decided, right, let's be my brand, let's create social media account to actually attracting who I want to work with. That was my second year of business. And so my second year of working for myself, fully working for myself, I made 75,000 pounds in revenue in a year. Now, obviously that wasn't all within my pocket at all by any means, but there was at least the ability to pay myself consistent salaries, to pay my team on time and to gradually be scaling. And those have always been my early on priorities when it comes to growing an online business, to imagine that you're going to be immediately profitable when you're growing an online business is in my mind, certainly not, not a strategically sound way to view growing an online business. In the early stages of growing an online business, there is a significant sum of reinvestment. And what happened in my third year of business was me very seriously taking on board the desire to scale in a way that meant that my business was no longer just me with some people assisting me. And so what I consider my you know, first year as a sole trader where I made 75K, this year I'm on track, I've, I've just hit 150K. So I've doubled what I've made and it looks like it'll, it'll be that and some, which is beautiful. Um, and I consider this year very much the year that I stepped from being a sole trader to a CEO. Because for me, the priority has never really been, I mean, it's great to talk about the numbers. Yes, the numbers 100% represent something. They represent more stability in my business. They represent a team. Last week, I had a headache for a week. I didn't really want to show up on social. I even had a launch during last week where a lot of things were going on. You know, there was a lot of stuff going on in the world. Alongside that, my children were also stuck in Spain with COVID. So that there was a lot of upheaval in my personal life and in the world in general last week. And I felt really ugh. And I'd built a business that enabled me to feel ugh 
and not worry about my business. In fact, we had my second best business month. We had a 22K month last month. And yes, I'm talking about numbers because I think it's really important that more women talk about numbers when it comes to growing an online business because with knowledge comes power. And I believe more women should have power and more women need to know what is possible for them because I know if I was listening to this podcast two years ago, I wouldn't have believed that this could be me, which is such a crazy thing to reflect on and very true. The question I've been asked with all this growth, what does it really mean to go from a contractor to a sole trader to a CEO? What does that growth mean? I don't have a huge amount of, you know, physical evidence to suggest, you know, I've only been as successful as I have for as long as I have been, which is a very short period of time. And yes, am I in trust? 100%. Why? Because what's the alternative? What's the advantage to living in fear as to what's around the corner? I'm not calm and complacent and in trust because I'm successful. I'm successful because I'm calm and complacent and in trust. This leads into exactly what I want to speak to today. How? How have I been successful at this rate of knots in my business? Well, there are many, many layers to it. Ultimately, what it has boiled down to is stepping away from constantly wondering how and what strategy do I need? What platform do I need to be on? How many ads do I need to be running? And instead stepping into who I needed to be. And that was the realization that really hit me in my second year of business that I have continued to embody further and further. What I think is really important with all of these things is we don't just get to snap our fingers. You know, I wasn't in a financial position to take big risky moves and you don't need to take big risky moves. What you do need is to have awareness, be curious, be willing to learn, be willing to get things wrong and recognize that there's a win on the other side of that, that wrong thing, that mistake, that failure. And that none of these things, you know, it's such a cliche to say there's no such thing as failure, but quite honestly, there really isn't in online business and in many, well, I guess in life, if you're always willing to take the learning because that learning has come for a reason and makes all the difference, right? So for me, what became really apparent when it came to what did I need to do, it wasn't really about what I needed to do. It's about who I needed to be. And that can sound really effing vague, right? You're like, okay, Polly, this is just another level of like, what are you talking about? But what does that look like in my business? So one of those things is taking radical responsibility for my actions. It's not enough to lie in bed in the morning and be dreaming up the vision of the entrepreneur I desire to be. It's taking responsibility for that and owning the actions that go alongside that. Okay. So if I want to be somebody who's earning 20 to 30 K a month, how does that woman show up? What vision board of a life can I be stepping into now? One of my favorite activities is to write down all the things I desire when my life is where I, you know, where, where my life feels successful. I don't really believe that's attached to a number. I believe that's attached to a feeling that's attached to the level of lifestyle freedom I desire. And I write all those things down and there nearly always is something that I get to bring into today, into now, which always is kind of laughable when I look at it and think, why did I not think about doing that sooner? And I challenge myself to do this really regularly. It it's become almost now a reflex. I don't need to write that list. Just every day I'm like, how does, how does how I show up to business get to be different today? 
Like today, I decided not to do anything in the first hour of the day, just to have a cup of tea and to relax because that's what I felt called to do. Because I trusted by taking care of myself in that first hour of the day, I would be more on fire for the rest of the day. And when it came to showing up to this podcast, I would come at it with a different energy because I'd taken care of myself. That is not something I would have done a year ago, most likely. (laughs) Maybe not even something I'd have done six months ago. That was a new thing I've started to allow myself to do, which is to head into the day very slowly. Um, I've got two very small children. I have to drop off at school every day, which I love doing. I I say have to there. I mean, I, I choose to drop them off every day. There's nothing I have to do. I choose to do that. And there's no getting around the fact that it is quite stressful single-handedly getting them out the door every single morning. So having some time to recalibrate and integrate and reflect on what I desire for the day ahead is invaluable. And am I going to get up at 5am to do that? (laughs) No. (laughs) So being responsible for your desires, for your vision and taking aligned action with what that looks like and trusting when you act in alignment with your desires that you're attracting them in and you get to introduce them really gradually. You know, things like doing extra exercise classes, having a longer lunch break are not things I've all instated overnight, despite knowing that they're all positive things to add into my daily work schedule, because that would be an attack on my nervous system. I would feel very stressed out by all the immediate change. So instead I've just, I've just every single morning, every single week woken up with a kind of check in with myself, like, what do I desire today? With an awareness for the fact that those are all things I want to start bringing into my life. And as and when one feels ready, I bring the next one in. And this is also the same thing when it comes to any financial decision I make in my business. There is a high level of intention behind it, which I communicate very clearly with myself, with the universe, and if it involves somebody else or a program with them as well. And I take full responsibility for my own results. Nobody else is responsible for how successful my business is, except for me. Because ultimately, I choose the programs, I choose the coaches, I choose the people who I hire. If anything feels out of alignment, that is for me to reflect on. So I guess the underlying thing here alongside being is being perpetually curious and checking in with yourself. And rather than ignoring the, oh, I feel really tired. Oh, I find myself emotionally eating again. Oh, I find myself snapping at my partner. Oh, I find myself waking up in the morning, worrying about money. Rather than just being like, oh, well, that sucks. Thinking about how you get to do things differently. That doesn't need to be your reality. We always have a choice. We always have a choice. I bumped into someone the other day and I asked him how life was and he said, it is what it is. And I could almost feel his words just bouncing off my being and not even entering my system because I do not believe in the phrase, it is what it is. Yes, there are certain circumstances outside of our control. And at the same time, there is always a certain level. And I I say a certain level here because no one has a full, full power over how they experience their life. Well, they do have full power over how they experience their life, but they don't have full power over their circumstances. And there's no denying that. But where we are privileged enough to create the space, to create the boundaries, we have a lot more power over our lives and our realities than a lot of ourselves give ourselves credit for. I think without even talking about any sense of like law of attraction or manifestation or any of those things here, on a very practical level, we can see that it makes sense that the person who looks for the opportunities regardless of the circumstances, is almost certainly 
always more likely to come out on top than somebody who is ready to lie back and admit defeat to what's occurring and allow their reality to be dictated by their circumstances without recognizing the role they play within them. Now, ultimately, this is a triggering subject and privilege does does come into this conversation. So it's a big <laughs> winding subject, which I'm not going to go too in depth into today because it is its own podcast. So responsibility, intention, aligned action, and ultimately also just learning to listen to yourself. In this online business world, it's really easy, particularly if we're having a bad day, to see someone say, oh, I achieved all of this with this. Uh, you know, oh, don't ever do this. I did that and it messed up. And you know, we all come from very different circumstances. Some of us will have enormous followings. So when they, for example, you know, somebody with a 30,000 30, uh, followers on Instagram who starts a membership probably will make loads of money overnight with a membership. If you do that with your follower of like 300 or 3000, will, will it have the same impact? No. You know, and do you want that? Do you want to have a container with loads of people on it paying you a low sum of money? That suits some people. Great. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. For many people, it's wonderful, but it might not be how you show up best. It might not be how you create the best impact. It might not be how you desire to leave a legacy. It might not be right for you. And it's really easy in the early stages of online business to have that blank page syndrome of, okay, I don't know what to do. So let's just latch on to somebody else's strategy, somebody else's business model, uh, because if they've made that work, maybe I can too. And we should all know that it is never that simple. There are so many nuances to the subject, right? And ultimately, to ensure that you always feel in alignment so you don't turn around at some point and go, oh my God, what have I invested all these months in? Why, why am I doing this thing that I hate? Is a deep connection to yourself, a deep understanding of what feels good and what doesn't feel good. And again, we come back to embodiment. If you feel a contraction in your body, when we think about a container of 100 people in your membership, which is what's required for it to be profitable, I mean, I'm making things up here, but if that's what it was, listen to that contraction because there is always an alternative. Sometimes we'll go, oh, it's too late. I'm committed. I've signed up with this coach or, you know, I've already got like five people in my containers. No, no. If you want to know what has helped me grow with super speed, I had a membership. I had a low price online course. I had a low price digital product. I had a upsell, all, all the things. I tried all the things. And you know what has helped me grow quickly? is when I recognized each and every single one of them felt out of alignment and that I had more to offer and that I wanted deeper connection, deeper impact, deeper everything really, <laughs> deeper pockets for <laughs> deeper money. I, I stepped away without, without any embarrassment. Of course, with some fear. I'm not going to say there wasn't any fear. And actually, maybe when I say without any, any embarrassment, that's also a slight exaggeration. There probably was. There probably was some fear around how people may perceive that decision. And ultimately, I trusted that what lay on the other side was a better decision and a better opportunity and a way to do business in a way that felt good. And I knew that ultimately, what is the point in growing an online business? And what is the point in even scaling an online business if you're not doing it in alignment with what feels good? And if you grow your business, if you hustle, if you build an enormous team and you have that financial success and you hit those seven figures and you look around you and recognize, oh my gosh, I've built a monster. I'm selling a program I don't believe in with a team I'm tired and exhausted to run. What is the point? So how do we avoid getting to that stage? We avoid it by continuously checking in with ourselves. 
because we evolve as our programs evolve, as our businesses evolve. And when you check in with yourself, you have the ability to decide what feels best on a regular basis. So you don't have a moment where you look at the monster you've created. Instead, what you've been doing every single day is building a business that feels epic. And when you feel epic every single day, creativity is an overflow and creativity is what's required to build an online business. And it flows from you naturally and you get to be at your best every day when you feel good. That is what I wanted to share with you today around embodiment and scaling. Embodiment is so vital in your business growth because ultimately it's about how you are, who you be (laughs) when you grow your online business. And that may seem like a big stretchy concept, but I hope some of the examples I've shared with you today on how I have brought that into my day-to-day actions It's as simple as tuning in with what feels good to you, listening to the nudges, taking aligned action, creating space in your day to dream, to experiment, to play, recognizing that the journey can and will be uncomfortable at times. In fact, there's going to be a level of that on the daily. And instead of trying to ignore that or suppress that, listening to the valuable learnings it has for you. And constantly advocating for yourself, taking radical responsibility for yourself and being the creator of your reality. So I hope this landed well and see you next week. have been listening to the Embodied Business Revolution podcast with myself, Polly Lavarello. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if you enjoyed today's episode and are keen to hear more, come on over and join us behind the scenes at Embodied Business Revolution on Instagram. We can't wait to say hi. 